0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. In today's episode, we're gonna talk about hybrid trading. That means combining technical analysis with fundamentals to capture those big winners. In the, in the Trader Vault um, seminar, um, we covered a cool topic which I want to dig into a little bit more today, and it was talking about news. Um, Austin Silver actually had a question about news. And that was the cool thing about having all of us together is that you know we're in there taking notes and learning just as much as you guys were, because it's very rare you get that many great minds um, in the same building at the same time. And Anthony Chung is kind of the the resident news fundamentals specialist, and and I like him a lot because his style of fundamentals is very similar to me, where it's like, man, you don't really need to know this stuff. What they teach you in school is absolute junk. It's it's based off experience and kind of problem solving, being able to put two and two together. And Austin brought up a cool point about, you know, the importance of knowing news for even if you're not going to trade it. Um, But just to know what to avoid. And and that's been my philosophy on technical analysis as well. You don't need to know news, right? If you're a technical trader, you can use it to benefit you. Um, Jason calls this hybrid trading. I'm talking about that a little bit later. Um, But at least know what to avoid, right? If you know that a non-farms every first Friday of the month is going to send the market into a frenzy, just stay out of the market. If you know an FOMC statement or an ECB press conference is going to make the markets go wild, just understand that. You don't have to guess what direction the market's going to go to. Just know enough to stay out and, and not get caught in any of the waves. And, and that kind of addition by subtraction could be, any, could be very beneficial to your trading. Let me ask you guys this. Are there any news events that you guys avoid that you say, hey, when I see this on the radar, mm-mm, no trading today or no trading during that period? That's my little excuse to get some water. My throat is dry already on a Monday. I see non-farms, Bank of England. Greg says, profitable equity curves, laugh out loud, mine has been bare window for a long time. Who no. knew? Well, eventually you'll hit the floor and you'll bounce back up if your legs don't break. Anything with interest rates, non-farms and rates, yeah. so. What we talk about when it comes to hybrid trading, and this is when, you know, this was my first home run trade in over a year, um, probably over a year and a half, over a year and a half, yeah, is more of a kind of, it goes back to my longer term investing days where I'm looking for the technicals to line up with the fundamentals. Rather, I should say this. I'm looking for the fundamentals to line up with the technicals because technicals are always going to be my standard, right? Just like how I say structure is the backbone of my trading. Everything I do in the market is somehow related to structure, stops, targets, entries, all that fun stuff. Technicals are why I take the trade. I will never take a trade without a technical reason to do so. So technicals are always first. But I have learned to understand news, right? Not an expert, not a master, just simply understand news enough to know when to stay out, enough to know when to take a chance and hop in. Um, I understand news enough that when there is a massive news event or a big news event, a potential high impact news event that lines up in the same direction as my technical trade that I can take advantage of it by shooting for larger targets. And that's what we had here with the Dollar Canada this past week. We had a, if you guys watching on the screen, you can see a big red, what, 200 pip candle, however, how, how big did this end up going? Big red candle in front of your screen. Right. It was a technical trade, the double top, which lined up with a fundamental release, which uh, which I projected was going to be in the same direction. Now, when I ask you guys, what news events do you avoid? Right. Some people said non farms, Bank of England, non farms uh, rates. What do you think is the, the 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 central the central key factor in news? What is the biggest thing out there? What is the elephant in the room? When it comes to news, what is what What impacts everything? Like the center, the sun, and we all rotate around it. By the way, did you know the Earth's axis has changed? I read about that this morning. We've shifted. Our days have gotten longer, only by a millisecond, though. But I'm a space nerd, you guys know that. Someone got me the other day at the question. said, Akil, would you ever go to space? I said, heck yeah. And then he said, well, don't you realize you're in space right now? I said, oh. Right? So interest rates. <laughs> yeah, I felt dumb, like, yeah, okay, good one, good one, a hole. Um, interest rates. Interest rates are the sun. Austin's head has exploded too. We are in space, right? No, we're on Earth. Space is around us. <laughs> interest rates are gonna be the key factor, right? That is the 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 the, the domino that starts everything off, right? Everyone wants to know what's going to be the deal with interest rates. Are they going to rise? Are they going to fall? That is the centerpiece of the currency market, guys, right? The, the, the difference in interest rates between different economies, right? Between different currencies, right? So if interest rates are the main driver, in order to, to get an idea of what news is impactful, what news is not impactful, is to then understand what is going to have an effect on interest rates, right? What smaller news events are going to have an effect on interest rates. And you can go down that kind of tunnel for as long as you want. If you have interest rates and then you have this news and then this news that may affect this move, right? It's it's always trying to figure out What are people looking at that's going to affect the thing that really needs to be affected? Does that make sense? Just from an extremely simplified version, what is going to affect interest rates? And of course, the more minor the news you get, you can start going down. Well, this might affect that, which would affect that, which means it would affect that. And then you can go crazy doing all that stuff. But that's the number one thing. What is eventually going to affect interest rates? And obviously, in what direction is it going to affect it in? So that's the one thing we need to know about news, right? We need to know, is this something that the market cares about? And that's going to shift over time. Again, non-farm payrolls used to be the biggest, baddest thing on the street. It is now, I still think it's an important news of release to pay attention to, but it's not as important as it was during, you know, especially here in the U.S., the, the, I guess not farms in the U.S., but it wasn't as important as, as it was in 2010 when we came off a big crash and everyone was unemployed, right? Not as big, but it's still important. So things change over time. Now, the other thing with news is that news is typically priced in well before it's ever released. Did you guys know that? Another saying, old school saying, buy the rumor, sell the news, right? So when you hear a rumor that this might happen, that's when everyone to smart money is buying. Months, years in advance. By the time the news comes out, that's assuming it comes out in the, the predicted direction, right? That's typically the end of it. Right? By the time you hear about it on TV, you're typically too late. That that was another um, may he rest in peace. My original investing mentor said that. He said, Akil, by the time they start talking about it on TV, it's over. You're too late. Everyone that made money off of it already made their money. And they're just using you to get out. Or she says, but wouldn't it be important now with COVID? Yes, but not as much. It 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 was. It was important. Um, it, 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 I mean, it, it, it wasn't it, there. Was I didn't I didn't notice as much going back to non-farms. I didn't notice as much movement even in the beginning of COVID um, with non-farms as there was during the kind of the, the the great recession here in the U.S. Right, and I don't know why it is. I I think because this was a unique situation, right where. Jobs were being, you know, you know, people were losing jobs from, from, I guess, elements that were out of their control, if that makes sense. So I, it, w- it was a little, a little bit different. But jobs numbers were important. Unemployment numbers were important. But I, I think in the back of people's minds, they had an excuse where it's like it was kind of like it was normalized. Like, yeah, everyone's getting furloughed or fired and businesses are closing down because of this pandemic. And no one really knew how to handle it versus in the recession. It was a much bigger deal. I I think the the light at the end of the tunnel with COVID was everyone was thinking like, hey, you know, (laughs) a year later. Right. And we still haven't gotten there. But oh, yeah. Once this once this blows over, everything will go back to normal. So it's kind of like, yeah, we're you know, we're going to see these bad numbers for a while. We know pandemic worldwide. It's happening across the world, not just here in the U.S. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Once this blows over, everything will get better. I don't think there was that same. I don't think there was that same prediction in, in 2009, 2010 around that area. I think it was like, oh, no, like, oh, bubble, boom, burst. Ah, right. So I think this I think this was a little bit unique. And again, that's that's my take. I'm not I'm not a, a fundamental expert by any means, but I didn't notice the same reaction from non farms during the past year or so than we did beforehand. And I I think it was because of that. I think no one really knows how to handle this unique situation and and people were kind of, I think it's expected. And that brings me on to my next point, right? When do we see, because you'll you'll, you'll see red news events, high impact news events all the time, but then you ever notice a high impact news event and the market does nothing when it comes out? Like you get all excited, you shut down your trading day, you put the TV on, it's like, ooh, eight o'clock, here we go. And then it comes out and the market's like, like a little psh, little imagine a, a you know the market's got this big old gatling gun this big 50 caliber sniper uh, rifle and it's just like psh, fizzes out right typically going back to buy the rumor sell the news typically the biggest moves in the market come off of a deviation of the expectation and that could be one of the reasons we talk about non-farm numbers not having as much of an impact during covid as they did back in the last recession is because I think the expect I think everyone knew, right? Everyone knew things were bad. Everyone everyone had a friend who was fired or laid off or, or something. I think we expected bad numbers until this thing blew over. So when your non farms came out, you're already in there with the expectation, like, yeah, this is gonna be bad, right? We know it's gonna be bad. This is it's not gonna get better. Jobs are still or businesses are still shut down. People are still on quarantine. Yeah. Right. So we we kind of expected it. Therefore, when a number comes out bad, you're kind of like, yeah. mm -hmm, yeah, Right. Like back back in uh, when you guys were in school and the professor gives you a uh, surprise test that you didn't study for. You don't know the information for and you know, you bombed it and then you get the the grade back and you get like that D or that F. And you're like, yeah, okay, yeah. Right. You're not really upset because you kind of figured it was coming. It's like the difference between that versus, and this was me, you study your behind off, you feel really, really good about the test and then you get a D and now you're all, you're going crazy because you're like, I actually tried, like what's wrong with me, right? So I think that's one of the big differences there. But the biggest moves in the market come when, or news related moves in the market come when there's a deviation from the expectation. And that's what we saw in this Canadian trade here, right? Canada, Canada has been saying, just like everyone else, right? Every other country, they they were the first to actually say something different. They have basically been saying that, hey, you know, pandemic, whatever, nothing's going to change until let's let's just say 2023 at the earliest, right? So what is the expectation when it comes to interest rates? Is it that something's going to change this year in 2021? 22? No right, not till two thousand twenty-three. So it's like, yeah, you know, you're saying the same old Fed talk, blah 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 blah. Two thousand twenty-three, nothing's gonna change, right? However, what Canada came out and said, right, at a Bank of Canada monetary policy report, what Canada came out and said was basically they basically hinted and they said, hey, maybe before, maybe earlier, right? And it's something as simple as that, that will cause a move like this in the market. The hint that there may be monetary policy changes earlier than expected. And again, what is that? That's a deviation from the expectation, right? Everyone is looking left, 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 left. And then suddenly a car turns off and goes right and boom, right? Wait a minute, wait a minute, what's this? A surprise, it's new. We got to readjust our position, readjust our thinking. And that's when you see moves like this in the market, right? Does that make sense, guys? And sometimes it's not necessarily with, you know, this is an interest rate decision, but it could be with like a number where if the US is expecting a really bad jobs number and it comes out bad, but not as bad as expected, boom, you may see a massive change even if it's a bad number. And that's when you'll see people like, well, why is the dollar bullish when we saw a horrible jobs number? Well, the expectation was a lot worse. So it was bad, but it wasn't as bad. So in this particular situation, right, the trade for you guys that didn't see it, it was a double top, right? It was an eventual failed double top. As you can see, we broke and closed above. But at the time, there was a valid double top at previous structure looking left right Canada was already in this kind of sideways I guess overall higher time from you like the daily was in this bearish move there was there was continuation room to the downside but we've been kind of floating around in anticipation of the rate statement so the entry reason was a double top regardless this double top just so happened to come on the same day as this news release The only thing i did that morning right and then do anything different whenever i see a high impact news event coming up i just read a little bit about it and i'll I'll read about it if i get the chance i usually read about it like days in advance and then read about it more when it comes that's typically the art the, the the better articles come out like the day before but you just read about it and mainly i'm reading about it to see if this is something i should avoid or something i should trade through right so I'm not necessarily reading about this to try and and get a fundamental bias. I'm reading about it to try to decide how should I handle this from a risk management perspective, right? Because most monetary policy statements, most interest rate decisions are absolute fluff, right? They don't say anything. It's just blah, 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 PR talk, blah, 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 blah. market does nothing. And if that's the case, there's no need to avoid it. But you read enough. You'll find out information. With that information, you can start making certain connections. And the connection that I made was there's a chance that Canada, right, may make an adjustment in their in their statement. Now, again, thinking about news and news moves off deviation, if. The idea, if the, if the general bias in the market is that nothing is going to change, right? No other country has done anything else. They haven't said anything. They've just done normal PR, blah blah blah, talk, right? If the idea that things are going to be exactly the same, if Canada were to come out and hint at something, and historically Canada has been one of the more honest, um, they're a little bit more honest with their with their policy, where they don't they don't they don't really sugarcoat stuff. They kind of come out and say it they're known to be a little bit more deliberate, um, at least in my experience. If there's a chance they can say something, it would, one, be in favor of the Canadian dollar. It would mean Canadian strength. Two, it would be a deviation from the expectation. So there's a probability that not only is the reaction favorable to the Canadian dollar, but it could be favorable in a big way. Now that's just looking at probabilities, right? Which way are we likely to move in if they were to release this? How big is that move likely to be? And in this case, everything lined up. Again, first and foremost, from a technical reason, already short. Two, the chances of them the, the the chances of the release favor a move or projected move in my intended direction. And because it's a deviation from the expectation, it favors a directional move in a big way. You see how all three things are lining up? This is what I look for in my home run trades. Now, many times, just like in regular baseball, when you try to hit home run, what do you do? You swing and you miss. Again, I haven't had a home run trade in, again, almost a year and a half. I usually only get a, one or two a year, one or two successful ones a year, Right sometimes they stop me out sometimes what I think is going to be said never is said and the market does nothing it just doesn't rally to you know they're they're still winning trades but they don't rally to big winners right all that stuff happens I don't I don't want to create the impression that this is like an everyday thing like every week I'm looking for a news event I'm gonna get this type of move no once or twice a year but if you know what you're looking for if you know how to handle that situation when the opportunity presents itself and this is all we're trying to do as traders, When the opportunity presents itself, you can take advantage of it. And if you have the opportunity to take advantage in a big way, that can be very helpful to your equity curve, as I showed you earlier. So I bring that up because I know a lot of you guys are are interested in news, not necessarily trading news, but just understanding it. My, My best advice, and someone else can chime in if they have advice as well, just read. Just read. Again, my, my, I got a lot of new sites I can go to. Um, speaking of funny moments from the trader vault, right? It was uh, <laughs> Anthony Chung came in and he shared a website of basically how to replicate a Bloomberg terminal. Because he was talking about like a lot of traders think you need this Bloomberg terminal where you got to pay like $1,000 a month to have all these shiny you know access to things. And he shared this article of how you can create your own Bloomberg terminal for free, just like with different news feeds and, and bookmarking the sites and your thing. And everyone's so excited. <laughs> and then Mike Bellafiore came in second. He said, Hey, um, I just gotta say my wife works for Bloomberg, so if you guys could delete that that uh that link, that would be great. It was one of those awkward moments, like, ooh. <sighs> Not too good. But you don't need anything fancy like that to pay attention to news, right? You guys know my favorite site. What's my favorite site when it comes to news or reading about news? What's my go-to? There's a bunch of them depending on how nerdy you want to get. Like Finviz is a really good one if you want to get nerdy. Finviz, finviz.com and you can basically see a listing of every article and every blog that comes out. Right? But yeah, I type it into the good old Googler, right? News.google.com news.google.com, right? I'll, I'll bring it up for you guys. news.google.com, right? Little search bar at the at the at the top and just enter Bank of Canada. Or whatever whatever news event is that you're researching and you'll get a list of articles and then you can pick and choose which ones you like. As Bank of Canada turns hawkish, investors retool for higher rates outlook, right? That's exactly what we just talked about hawkish, more aggressive, dovish, more conservative, right? That was the news we traded before this headline came out. This headline came out 21 hours ago. We traded it, uh, what, four or five days ago. But go on this, read about it, and just like spending time in the market, I always advise you guys go back in the market and just like go through charts and just kind of like, You'll just look, observe, right? Make observations and, and see what's happening. You'll start to learn what certain stuff means. You'll start to learn what the market likes to move off of, what's important, what's not important, right? It, it it trust me, you guys know my level of intelligence, right? It doesn't take rocket science. If it did, I would not be doing this. But if you can consistently just read an article and you'll start to have an understanding. Hey, what like I didn't know what hawkish meant. When I first started trading. That should make you guys feel good, right? Did you guys know? I didn't know what hawkish or dovish meant. I'm like, what? Birds? <laughs> what? Every, yeah, I didn't I know it because I didn't care at all. I didn't know what any of this stuff meant. What is hawkish? It sounds aggressive. And then you read about it and it's like, oh, just one's aggressive, one's conservative. Okay. What are these? There was a, there was a time everyone was talking about the dot plots. What are these dots like? Why is everyone talking about these dots? Like, what, what are, what are these things, right? I didn't know anything, anything, but over time you you read and you and you learn, and then you start to make the connections. I guess that part's on you making the connections of what affects what, but that's kind of the skill of investing as well. Right? I was t- talking to a friend of mine about that. It doesn't take. A massive amount of intelligence to be an investor. It, it takes a really good ability to connect the dots. I don't know if that's problem solving or whatnot, but if you can cause and effect, if you're good at cause and effect, you can you can typically be a very good investor. That's all investing is. Oh, and patience and discipline, psychology, money management, risk management, all that stuff, right? But cause and the initial idea, cause and effect. So yeah, make it habit. Of that. Again, Finviz is another one. If you if you want to be more fancy, Finviz, go to News at the top, and then you can see, right? It'll give you a, a look at all your newses and, and all your blogs, right? And then what happens is you, you typically kind of find your go-tos. Like you find either a, a writing style that you like, or maybe you're a Bloomberg person, a Reuters person, a, a Seeking Alpha person, um, Market Watch. You know, you find you find your you find your thing, and, and then you kind of Investing.com. Forex um, Live, Daily FX, whatever, whatever you guys go to, and just make it a, make it a part of your routine. Spend ten minutes before your trading day or after your trading day. So there you go. Hope that you guys feel a little bit more educated on hybrid trading. It can be if you're newer at trading. Don't you shouldn't care about it. For you guys that are kind of you're you're comfortable with your system or your strategy, um, I think it, it, it could be beneficial. I'm thinking something like daily chore traders as well, man, because that's a longer time frame. If 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 you're, and and I know those signals are more random than anything, but if you find yourself a, not not random, but like they, they're, they're not you're not getting a signal every day, you don't you can't project when that next that next entry is going to come but you happen to put yourself in the same position as a as a fundamental release um perhaps you can capture more in that Hey guys, if you're new to trading or just struggling, here's what I recommend you do. Head over to www.tier1trading.com. Check out the free webinar we have available. After you're done that, make sure you sign up for the 14-day trial. Get on the platform. Take some courses. Talk to the traders in our community and put yourself on the path to be a consistently profitable trader.